goals and setting goals is something I love talking about. I love doing it and I love working towards achieving the things that I set for goals. Oftentimes I set super high goals and I'm not able to reach them, but that's okay because when you set really high goals, you know, some people think that they should set low goals because if I don't reach the goal, I'll feel like a failure. And that's one way to look at it. But if you set goals that are easy to reach and you crush them with, you know, half the year left, then you start coasting. And just imagine all of that potential you left on the table. If when you set something that's easy to reach, you don't strive hard for it. If you are racing a toddler and you are a fit and able-bodied person, you don't try very hard because it's a toddler. You don't have to run very fast. But if you're racing DeAndre Swift, who is an NFL running back, went to the University of Georgia, by the way, who is number one in the college football playoffs. So crushed LSU in the championship game this past weekend. Now we've got a bowl game against Ohio State. Go dogs! Super excited about that. That's fun. I love watching football, by the way. But if you're racing somebody who you know is really fast, you try really hard. It's that higher goal, that thing that you're not sure if you can reach, but you're going to try really, really hard to not embarrass and humiliate yourself. Now, some people will be like, oh, I can't do it, so I'm not going to try because if I don't try, then I didn't fail. But not trying is kind of failing. You know, better to try and have failed than to never have tried at all. I kind of stole that from the better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. It kind of goes along with each other. It goes hand in hand. I think you set high goals that are really super hard to reach for. And if you fall short, no problem. You got a lot farther than you would have if you didn't set goals at all. So I'm talking tonight all about how to set goals about the why, the how, the the who, the when, the where, all of the things. The reason why this topic came up is because December for me is always the month where I plan out my next year. Not down to the hour, the week, the day, all of those things, but I put in big events that I know will be happening. I put big things into my calendar and I try to map out where I want to be by the end of the year and the things I need to do to reach them. I'm no professional goal setter. This is not something that I've done for years and years and years, but it's something that I strive for, that I try to do. And, and the people that I talk to who are successful, it is a huge key to their success in life. So there's a few things that I like to do when I start off in setting my goals. And I've got a couple of questions that I work through Number one of those being, what do I want in my life that I don't have? So I don't know where you are in life or, or what kind of a job you have or what your living situation is, but I'm sure there's things that you want in life that you don't have. For me, I want my house to be completed. I'm building a house right now so that I can move out of my camper and live in a house again for the first time in six years. That's a long time. I want to live in a house. So that is something that I know that I want that I don't have. So I can, it, I have a clear path to what I need to do to achieve that. It's, it's easily able to be 
broken down into action steps to achieve that goal. I can set that thing as a goal. Something else that I might want in life that I don't have is a workout regimen, you know, an exercise regime or regimen or whatever you want to call it, whatever the correct word is there. I'm, I'm not a grammar Nazi and I hope you're not either, but I could work out more. Basically I work hard. I have a very physical job and that's my exercise, but I should probably do some weight training because I am, I ain't getting any younger. I am getting towards 40, which is mind blowing really. I think I'm that old, but as you get older, you need more of that resistance training, the weight, some of those things to keep your body strong if you're not getting enough of it, because that keeps you younger, really working hard, you know, not too strenuous to put your back out of place or anything like that. But if you don't get that weight training or that resistance training in, you'll a lot more likely have some of those aches and pains than you would if you didn't do that kind of getting off the goals topic there. The next question that I ask myself is, what do I have that I don't want? So first we want, what do I want that I don't have? Now we're asking, what do I have that I don't want in life? And that'll help you to eliminate some of the things in your life and focus on what it is that you do want. The third question that I ask, and this is much more of a big picture view, is looking a lot farther down the road, it's what's the impact that I want my life to have? Where where do I want my life to be in 50 years? What do I want people to say about me in 100 years when they're standing around my casket? You know, besides being, wow, he lived a really, really long time. What do I want them to say about me? What's the impact that I want my life to have? And then Moving on from that is who can I identify that is living my my ideal life? I'm stumbling over my words here. Who can I identify that is living my ideal life that has things in their life that I want in my life? You know, I don't know of anybody who is living the exact life I want, but I can identify different people who have elements of their life that I want. And I can either go talk to them or I can study what they did to get those things. Now, you have to weigh the pros and cons. You have to weigh the consequences as well as the benefits of the things that they did to get what they got, to get the thing that you want. But you have to try to figure out, like, that's the easiest way to find a path to getting what you want is finding somebody else who's done that before you. And then last thing is, how can I get that in my own life? It might not be their exact path, but at least it gives you an idea of some of the things that you need to do. Have you ever wondered why some people are successful in life and others just are kind of mediocre? A big, huge part of that is the goals thing. Like successful people set goals And people who just kind of seem to wander through life probably didn't set goals. You know, if they had goals and they were working towards them, they wouldn't be wandering aimlessly through life, letting things happen to them. Norman Vincent Peale said this, said a lot of, no, all successful people have a goal. No one can get anywhere unless he knows where he wants to go and what he wants to be or do. See, a lot of people underestimate the power of goal setting. I've got friends who are almost anti-goal setting. 
and it's, it's kind of a struggle for me when I talk to them and I'm like, guys, what's your goals? Like, what are you, what are you working towards coming up? And they're like, yeah, I don't know. You know, just going, going, working, just working. And I, I don't get that because I'm always working towards something, whether that is finishing out my house, whether that is growing my construction business or my podcast or my coaching business or, or whatever those things are. I'm always working towards those things because I've got probably my biggest thing is I, I don't have enough definite goals, but I do have goals in each of those areas and I'm always working towards them. Think of goals or think of that the goals and a plan in life like a roadmap. If you were to set out for, I'm going to say San Francisco because you wanted to see the Golden Gate Bridge, you wouldn't just start driving, right? I mean, you, <laughs> I kind of know the direction to go to get to San Francisco. I know I got to go west. That's all I know. I don't know what roads I got to take. I know kind of what direction it is and I might get there eventually, but it would be a long route. But if I didn't know where I was, if I thought I was in Kentucky and I was actually in Mexico, I'd end up in the Pacific ocean instead of in California. If I just head West, you have to know not only where you want to go, but you have to know where you're starting out at. Those are some, two crucial details to setting goals successfully towards getting the things that you want in life towards creating the life that you want to live. See too many people let external things define and dictate their life and they don't consciously or intentionally do the work to create what they want in life. And you can create the things you want in life. If you're intentional with the way you live, if you know the impact you want to have, you can take steps towards achieving that. God has given each and every single one of us a vision in life. If you just open your eyes and learn what it is that you're good at, that you enjoy doing, if you can study those things, you know, God gave us those gifts and talents and interests for a reason. And that is to, to go out and create. Genesis said we were made in the image of God. God is a creator. And so if we are in his image, we also need to go create. We need to go do, create impact for other people. Going to share, let me see. So there's kind of kind of have a fast track guide to setting your goals and we've gone through a little bit of that but the first step is knowing what you want to achieve. The first part of setting a goal is is understanding what the end result is of that goal. So maybe you don't know all the steps yet but you at least know what it is you want. I at least know that I want to build my house and I want to be in the house. I want my house to be complete so I can live in a house. I have, I know what it is. I have to define it. So, you know, if I just, I want to live in a house. Yeah, that's a goal, 
But if I define I am building a house, I want to complete the house that I'm building and move into it, then I have something definite to work towards. And I have to let go of limiting ideas like, oh, I probably am going to run into these snags. I've, the inspector is not going to pass this. And I'm going to have all of these things to deal with that I can't get past. And I don't know how to do that. And I'm not sure about this. And, and the HVAC is a little complicated. And I'd like to do so... <laughs> Let go of those things. You can work through some of those things as it comes. As you work towards that, you gain confidence and you just push on through those things. And those come up as can't messages. Like, you know, when you're driving down your down the road in your car and the little light comes on, the check engine light, that's a can't message. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that's saying, look, there's a problem here, but it can be fixed. Too many people freak out about that, and it's like the end of the world is happening. My wife freaks out when when those lights come on. Actually, her car has one on right now, and we need to probably get that fixed. So, but you can work through those things. They're not gonna. It's not the end of the world. If you know what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it, you've got the motivation, and then you can move on to to setting what we call smart goals, and we'll get into that. A little later, but there's a there's a whole system for working through goals and, and turning it into actionable steps. Let's see if I can come back over here. So when when you've got your goals, when you know what it is that you want to do, it's this big overarching goal. Like I want to build my house, and I have that defined thing. I can take that big goal and break it down into smaller chunks. Here's a couple of things. What keeps me going is goals. Think little goals and ex- and expect little achievements. Think big goals and win big success. That's by David Joseph Schwartz. One of the biggest issues in goal setting is keeping them at a high level. We all want to accomplish big things in life. Like we want to have this huge impact. We want to be a massive speaker or we want to be an NFL star or play basketball or, or whatever that big high thing is. But when the goal is too general, it's difficult to accomplish it. And it's also difficult to measure your progress towards achieving that goal. So you need to chunk that down into smaller, more actionable things. So those little chunks are are the action steps that you need to take. It's measurable units that you can put down as milestones. So on my road trip to California, my hypothetical road trip, Those milestones might be, you know, the first interstate that I get on. It might be the first big city that I drive through. It might be the first um, next state that I go through. It might be, I'm going to have different milestones along the way. And, And you have to set it up that way so that you can see your progress and it holds you accountable. So if you say a milestone is every 100 miles on that trip and it goes six hours and you've only gone 47 miles, you know, you have a big problem. You, those milestones hold you accountable. And if you don't have those things there, things don't get done. So write down your goals and the action steps that you can identify, you know, whether that is on an app, on your phone or on a piece of paper, I do a mixture of both, but keep it somewhere where you can see those goals every single day. My favorite thing, and I'll talk about this a little later, is the Ziegler Performance Planner. I use this every, I think this will be the fifth year or maybe the fourth year that I've used 
one just like this. I love that planner, but I write those things down. You can do that electronically or on paper. Um, it's just a personal preference. So if you like one better than the other, or if you like a mixture of both, just figure out what works best for you. And it's okay to dream big with your goals, but you also need to make sure that they are achievable. Like you, don't make them super easy, but don't make them like, I want to be a billionaire by next month. That's not achievable. And and you won't, you, you don't know where to start. It has to be something that you can visualize yourself achieving. And then you take that goal, you break it down into smaller action steps. And then, you know, like if it's something that you have the ability to do, you can move forward and achieve that thing. If it's something you don't know how to do, Hey, Porterhouse, good to see you here. Um, Met you at, where was that? Threw me off there. Uh, Self-Reliance Festival, that's where it was. Good to see you here this evening. So when when you have those goals, um, when you have those action steps, you know what you can accomplish. You know the skill sets you need. And you can rework and mix them until you find that the sweet spot of what you need to do. If it's too difficult, you'll be too frustrated and and you won't be able to accomplish those goals. So when you evaluate how well you accomplish each action step, that goes a long way to helping you meet your goals. The actions help you get where you want to be. And if you find you're stumbling over some of those actions or, or those items, then you can evaluate, like step back. Okay, what do I need to do differently? What do I need to learn to get back on track? And then you can say, okay, was that goal too aggressive? Do I need to scale it back a little bit? You'll often see like big businesses will set a huge budget or or they set an income goal for the year. And often they'll either adjust it up or adjust it down each quarter, kind of depending on how their sales have gone and how they project the next quarter to go. And you can do the same thing with your own personal goals. So keep moving ahead with those actions. Keep going through those roadblocks. Like if you come to a roadblock, it's not something like, oh, this is a failure. It's just a, well, I need to change what I'm doing and maybe adjust my actions a little bit or adjust my path a little bit. Shift. I might be off course. I need to adjust my heading so that I can overcome these obstacles and these roadblocks. And then that's another sense of accomplishment. And it gives you more confidence and more courage to crush the next obstacles, the next roadblocks. Setting goals is important, but creating action steps around those goals is what's actually key to make them a reality. I know you've seen people every year, and we're coming up to the end of the year now when everybody's going to be setting New Year's resolutions. And they, oftentimes you'll see people like, I'm going to lose weight this year. And they go get a gym membership and they work out for about a month, you know, at the longest, at the most. But they, the reason that fizzle out, the reason that they quit is because they didn't have a goal. They only had an idea in mind. They didn't have a specific goal. They didn't have action steps around that. Like their only thing was gal and lose weight. They didn't know, okay, I need to, I'm going to lose 50 pounds and this is how I'm going to do it. And All these milestones, these markers along the way are how I'll know I'm succeeding. They didn't do those things. And that's why by January the 16th, half of those gym members 
chips are going unused. So if you create your goals, that's great, but it has to have action steps around that too. Chunking it down to smaller steps so that you can push towards the goal. Now I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of things I want to share with you here tonight. So I'm going to move right into, I've got some goal setting tips here for you. Um, <laughs> I have a ton of stuff to share. We're already 20 minutes in here. So I'm going to move right on to the next thing, goal setting tips. If you've got any questions or something you want to add to it or share your own experience, I'd love if you'd go ahead and drop that in the comments. But here's here's a few things, and, and we've touched on some of those. But you need to state each goal as a positive statement. Like, don't say, I want to be less fat or I want to be less of a jerk. Say, I want to be more fit. I want to have a body that can go hiking, that can spend time with my family, with my kids, that can do the work that I need to do or that I want to do. I want to be a more pleasant person that other people enjoy being around. I want to be a speaker who gives life to people, who encourages and empowers them to get off their ass and do the work necessary to create the life they want. If you if you state your goals in a positive manner, that it shifts something in you and it gives you a little just a little bit of extra or a little bit of a um just a mindset shift, a little more positivity there. So if you're precise with your goals, you set the priorities, write your goals down, chunk them down into smaller goals. And one thing that's interesting is a lot of people set outcome goals instead of performance goals. And outcome is hard to control. Like if I'm an NBA player, I can say, I want to score 60 points a game, but I can't make that outcome happen. What I can do is put in the work that leads to me being able to be the type of person who can score 60 points a game. Now I can't because I can't play basketball, but you get the drift. You get the point there. You can set as a goal to do the work necessary to be able to be the type of person who can achieve that thing. Like I can't say, or I shouldn't set as a goal. I want to speak in front of 20,000 people this year. I can say, I want to talk to enough people that or talk to enough decision makers to where I can have the opportunity to, to speak in front of that many people. Or like if you set performance, goals. I want to put in the reps to lose 50 pounds. This is what everybody else has done. And so I'm going to do those things that will get you a long way towards that goal. And you also need to set realistic goals, but not too low. Like they need to push you a little bit, a lot of bit, really. We're kind of getting into the SMART goals that I mentioned earlier. Your goals need to be precise. They need to have dates, times, amounts, measurements, all of those things so that you can measure your progress. You need to have priorities. That helps you to avoid feeling overwhelmed by too many goals. Like if you set goals all over the place, then you're going to be overwhelmed and you're not going to do anything. That keeps your attention focused on the most important things. 
if you write them down, some people will do a whiteboard. I love that idea. I don't really have a place for a whiteboard right now. Someday I hope to. But if you have a whiteboard, you can write those things down. I was listening to a book by Brendan Burchard, and he says that he has a whiteboard and he writes those things down. And every morning he spends five minutes going over those goals. It's the same thing every day, but he spends that five minutes looking at them, imagining what he needs to do, visualizing what that success looks like. And it crystallizes it in his mind and it gives him more motivation. It helps him to be more clear in what he needs to do to achieve that thing. If your operational goals are small or keep them small because if it's too large, then it can feel like you're not making any progress. So we talked about the road trip. If my destination is 5,000 miles away and I drive for an hour and that's only like what a percentage of a percentage of the total that I need to drive feels like I'm not getting anywhere. But if I have those milestones, like my goal today is to drive eight hours and I drove an hour, that's one eight. So I only have seven more hours to go. That, that helps keep the motivation up. Incremental progress gives you more opportunities for reward. It's that dopamine hit that everybody talks about, that everybody wants. If you set performance goals, we, we mentioned earlier, that gives you control over the things that you can do. It gives you control over the actions. You can't control all the outcomes, but you can control your actions towards those outcomes. So if you base your goals on performance, then you can keep the control over the achievement of your goals. I think I said that right. Set realistic goals so that you can achieve them, but don't set them too low because if your goal is too low, you're not going to put in the effort because it's like so easily achievable. I mentioned earlier that if you were to run a foot race against a toddler, you're not going to run very fast. So you're not going to put in a very good time. But if you were running against an NFL player, you're going to run as fast as you could and as hard as you could. And you'd probably run faster than you thought you could because, you know, you have to try harder because it's a really hard goal. Again, it's those smart goals. They need to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Here's a nice little graphic that I like to uh, show. So a specific goal is stating exactly what you want to achieve. So you take your larger task and you break it down into smaller items. That's, you know, you have a specific thing to reach for. The M is for measurable. The, the clear definitions of that help you measure your progress towards reaching the goal. It needs to be action-oriented. So describe your goal using action verbs, okay? And outline the exact steps that you can take to accomplish the goal. If it's making a billion dollars by next week, uh, I don't know where to start. So that's not very actionable. It's specific, it's measurable, but for me, it's not actionable. For somebody like uh, Warren Buffett or um, I don't know, any number of other billionaires out there, it, it might be actionable. But me, I don't know where to start. And it's not realistic. The R part is smart. You need to give yourself the opportunity to succeed by setting goals that you'll be able to accomplish. Now, I like to set goals that are 
you know, just a few steps out of my reach so that I try harder. It's that racing against an NFL player because it pushes me to try a little bit harder. And it also needs to be time bound. How much time do you have to accomplish the task and decide that way, you know, when to start, which starting is now, but you know how quick you need to finish. You know, like each action needs to be done in a specific time. My mouth is dry tonight. Dan Miller, who I often talk about, has, I think, seven areas of life that he sets goals in. And I probably have his goal setting worksheet around here somewhere. I can drop that. I'll, I'll try to drop that link in the in the notes after I get done with this video. But he he talks about seven areas of life that he sets goals in. I found a thing that shows eight areas of life, and I'm going to show it here. Um, designing a plan for your life. The, the seven areas or the eight areas here are your home. You know, it, it helps you to consider the type of place you want to live. Like are you somebody that wants to live by the beach or in the mountains or on a homestead or in a cabin or a mansion or, or whatever those things are. That's one thing to consider. Your career is another. Do you want to be a homesteader? Do you want to be an executive? Um, do you want to be a programmer and, and write, you know, social media apps or something? Maybe a YouTuber. You know, there's a lot of different careers that can be affected by the first one. And each one of these builds on top of the other one. Three and four kind of tie into each other as your relationships, both romantic, family, and friends. And you know, you can set different goals around those things as well. Uh, number five is your health, your physical and emotional health. And I would throw spiritual health in there as well. And then number six is your character. And I think we always all, all need to be working on our character, how we treat people, how we approach people, how we um, think, do, feel, say, and act when we're either by ourselves or around others. You know, those are things that we all need to be working on. And I constantly work on those and I have a long way to go. Number seven is your hobbies and activities. Things that you enjoy doing, you know, when you don't have anything else to do. I don't understand when people have nothing else to do, but, you know, supposedly some people get free time. And then number eight is your intellectual and cultural pursuits. Whether that is going to art galleries and museums or going to sporting events or visiting historical sites or, or whatever those things are. So when you have goals in each of those areas, your life is more fulfilling. And it's because you have something to work towards and, and you know who you want to become, you know who you want to be, how you want to live life. And it's, it's you, it's you get to decide who you want to be, how you want to live life. And it gives you something to work towards. So those, I, I kind of went through the how, the why, the, the should you, the yes, you should be setting goals. And I, I, I want to show you um, this book or this planner that I use. And I talked about it earlier. And there's a link in the notes where you can go. I think it's a link to Amazon. You can probably get it a little cheaper on Zig Ziglar's website. But it's the Ziglar Performance Planner. And I love what he says on the inside. He says, uh, you'll get a lot more. No, let's see. Not that one. Um, 
He, there's, I'm not sure where it's at now, but he says we are, yes, man was, man was designed for accomplishment, engineered for success and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Everybody has within us the seeds of greatness. God gave us everything we need to achieve so much more in life than what we actually do to accomplish so many great things. And it's only when we're intentional about it, when we work specifically towards those things that we can actually create something amazing. You know, some people fall in, happen upon it. You know, even a blind dog finds a bone. Yes. But when you are intentional with the way you live your life, when you set goals, when you work specifically towards things that you want to achieve, it's much more likely that, that you'll actually achieve it. So that's all I've got for tonight. It's only 35 minutes, but I, I think that's a pretty good overview of the why and the how of setting goals. There's a lot of different methods. There's different workbooks, different planners, all kinds of different tools out there you can use to help you set your goals for the coming year. But the reason I, I started this earlier, the reason why goal setting right now is is such a huge focus for me is because December is always that month for me is when I prepare and plan for the following year. And in Level Up, my membership, we are going through goal setting this month, working to making 2023 the best success yet, the biggest year ever for all of us, like to make the most progress towards the life we want that we've ever done before. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's super exciting. I'm looking forward to what 20, what comes up in 2023. That's all I've got for tonight. Um, if you've got any resources or things that you use, any tools, tips, things that work for you, I'd love to know. Just drop those in the comments. And we'll see you back here next Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time.